Everybody was forced to bring a vaccination card. You didn't bring your vaccination card well, and, and have them scan it at the door. You weren't coming in. That makes sense. There is a level of enforcement in that type of event that, oh my God, if they're going to force me to show my vaccination card and get it scanned, I, I might as well bring a mask because it just, the two go hand in hand. They go hand in but hand. if you go to these events and they're not requiring any of that i don't I mean, even know any how of that's it. possible at this thing yeah I, I mean listen any of it so do i think there's an economic social cultural component to it yes but i don't think it's rooted in ignorance or people being malicious right i just think that it hasn't i think this is one of those things man where people don't take it seriously until it touches their family or someone close to them. It, it, it really Understood. hasn't had that effect because there's still this, you know, off in the distance type of mentality, type of idea with it. And I think it's it's just until motherfuckers start seeing that, oh, my neighbor caught COVID? Oh, 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 okay. Then it is home. And, and that's unfortunate, right? That we live in a society now within, particularly within our community, where we have to have a touch the stove to see if it's hot type of mentality when it comes to deadly things such yeah. or potentially deadly things such as COVID. Right. I gotta I gotta chime in here because um, it did touch, you know, a part of my community personally. Uh, twice. Um, directly man Black Mav earlier this year, the producer, and uh, Chucky Thompson. Um, large figure in the DC music scene. Mm-hmm. Um, in spite of the proximity of these individuals um, and all the sorrow and the pain that we felt, you know, there were still people, in, you know, being silly and ridiculous about the situation. Like, yo, we just lost people. You're still talking about. Hey, listen, man. You know, I'm like, they still, they still, they still talking. I'm like, we just lost a man to the shit. You know what I'm saying? Because he was not vaccinated. Why are you? Why are you trying to? But I think it's also fascinating that it hasn't made its way into the media realm. Like you haven't seen it within movies and television, where people are wearing their mask and COVID is a reality within the movies and TV Interesting. shows. Interesting. I see what you're saying. They're going on with it in TV shows as if they're living separately from the real world. Comes. I dig it. And this is like one of the first things that you've actually seen that has had that type of effect. 
typically when things are taking place in the world, movies and media and television will capitalize on it and incorporate it into their storylines to draw viewers in as a connection. I think it's just a fascinating thing to examine. Art reflects and life. Consider. You read about that. Yeah. Probably... And in this uh, capacity, I don't think it's really it's really taking place in that aspect. It's interesting that you say that because I didn't even think about that. that yeah, nothing that I've seen recently on TV or anywhere else nope. has acted I mean, there, as though the pandemic has been part of I mean, the real world. Early, I mean, well, there, there was a couple of shows that um, I'll say uh, Law and Order as an example. Law and I Order earlier, like, I earlier, see a Law earlier, earlier, yeah, earlier, like earlier in the year, when, when there was more. Back, there was so. more evidence of Marissa Hargitay herself wearing a mask, the mm. leads wearing mask, but like, um, like especially when they were in public, going on on crime scenes, mm. but like it was noticeably different after the vaccines went public. They were actually mentioned. Oh yeah. The uh, everyone, everyone force is about forty percent vaccinated. I actually remember lines of dialogue mentioning vaccinations, things like that, and proximity, and things like that. And so, it, it, but now you still see a few masks on the show, not as many. Mentions of the other vac- mention of the vaccine are more are more in the background. There's still light mentions of it because there'll be a case where oh someone was in the hospital because of COVID, but they but they'll put a positive spin on it now. Oh, they got vaccinated, or they made it, or they passed away. But you know, I've seen little signs about that show, but not like but about, about what, shows, I can't say widespread. Yeah, I'm thinking about shows that are just just premiering here recently. So we'll take, you know, Power Ghosts just came back. There's a couple episodes in. No mention of COVID. No mention of mask. Uh, we even go to Disney, Hawkeye. No mention of and remember. Production, I believe, in the beginning for Hawkeye stopped was for a majority of the shows because of it. Because of it, and it hasn't been. It's just really interesting that it has not manifested itself within that cultural medium. I just think it's interesting, and I think it will. I think it will once we get, once there's a bigger grasp on the pandemic, and maybe it's an indication that. You know I mean, there, that there is not a big enough grasp on it that it's I mean, maybe it's being taken a little bit more serious by the media. Yeah, I know I they're not. It's so they fascinating. Just, it's not. It's I mean, not like it's, it's not like it's 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 relegated to one region of the world or one particular or one city. Group of people. This was a yeah. global yeah. pandemic. Like to see that it's. There, not I mean, there's there's already it. some speculation that these new variants are what's going to make uh, COVID more normalized, like like the flu. Where it'll make you sick, but it won't kill you anymore. There's some speculation about that. We'll see, because the way Fauci—I mean, I don't take it Fauci as speaking. I mean, I'm, I'm just this is a man that's been this is a man that's been doing and studying this for his life. So I take I take it with a grain of salt, but I take it seriously as well, right? And the way so, they made it seems like this is something that we need to pay attention to, not necessarily to fear and stay in. Like seclude ourselves because let's take let's be honest. This no, the L, the L word, nah, no one's ever gonna bring up the L word ever again. G- Germany actually went and said all unvaccinated people need to lock down again. Germany just did that at the beginning of this week because unvaccinated people like, make variants propagate. We're locking Germany down because this variant is a motherfucker. And Fauci was like, We got one variants come from unvaccinated people. 
So, I mean, we'll see. It's going to be very interesting to see how we manage going through this. These companies that are producing these vaccines, they're not certain, or excuse me, not 100% certain how effective these boosters are. Talk less of the actual uh, vac vaccination or the vaccines to address the new variant. So, yeah, yeah. And I'm interested to see what Biden has to say, because I know he was, it was, you know, assume that he was going to put some sort of travel uh qualifications you know international travel qualifications in this new now i think it's something i don't know if he did i know within his current announcement today it was presumed that he was going to put out some mm. sort of travel qualifications uh particularly international travel yeah, uh, specifically yeah. towards I'm, I'm south curious. africa and other african countries yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And I feel for the South African people, man, because that's one that's one of the first things that one of their their um chief uh, their, uh, chief resources. They came out and yeah, were like they, they Dude, we came and we were trying to be as transparent as possible, let you guys know that this thing is happening and now based almost and the whole world is like shit. don't don't come don't come to our country. All of you motherfuckers. And then by proximity, all of you other Africans that might be close enough to fucking South Africa, y'all don't come over that here. Ignorant, stupid, anti-black, anti-African shit that kills me. Always. It. It's always gonna be like that, nigga. You know it. It's always gonna be like that. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again, it is the incredible in the black podcast. And in case you want to wear this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who are all vaccinated. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself, but you know I can never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of my 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 quarantine team. Crush, say what's up. What's good, everybody? Welcome back. L, what's up, man? Hi, guys. <laughs> Mr. How are you? Is back for all of your fucking emails. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that thumbs up and make sure you hit the reminder bell so that you don't miss out on the next video. But if you want to join our family, L, please tell these folks how they can do that, man. Hey, man, head over to our website, www.intheblackpodcast.com. And there's a number of ways that you can actually support what we're building here. In the right-hand corner, right, my, your left, you know, where it says become family tab, click that. And there, there's a number of things that you can actually do. You can buy some of our swag. You can cash app us, dollar sign in the black PDCST. But what we're encouraging you to do is, which is vitally important for us to remain independent black media, because again, there ain't a whole lot of us out here who are independent, who are not tied in to some other media apparatus that controls what we say, when we say it, how we say it. So in order for us to remain in that capacity, become a member of our Patreon. Head on over to the Patreon. You can click join right there. It'll take you to our Patreon page. You'll see a number of dope-ass tiers where you can actually you know, pick which one that you want to do. The bottom line is, in order for us to continue to do what we're doing here and the capacity that we're doing here and to grow beyond this capacity is for people like you to become a member of our Patreon account. It's the only way possible. Because if not... You know, Sean's gonna end up selling out, and we're really gonna be screwed. So he's gonna he's gonna call me then. 
I'm not even gonna say that name because we, we one day we, one day we're gonna get big enough, and I don't want no beef with with nobody before I even hit the streets. So don't worry about rolling. Rolling gonna hear that clip one. You gonna hear me say "fuck you, rolling." You gonna hear me say "you you you are ruthless, sir." And in our effort to provide you guys with more content and to grow our network. I'm going to introduce we are going to be broadening our 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 content a little bit more with our fearless network. Um, we're going to be adding the page turners to our to our capacity of other content and that and other things coming along the way. Elgin, if you can please tell the good folks what they can expect from you if they check out the page turners, man. Oh man, that's dope. Uh, this has been something that we've been talking about for a while, trying to figure out a way to mesh in what we are doing uh, individually and collectively. So the Page Turners podcast is a podcast where I literally will take a book and I will read through the book and offer commentary. So much like the commentary that I add here and share here, but with a little bit more of a serious tone to it, I'll unpack certain themes and certain you know directions and plots about particular books and we'll have uh the authors of the books come on and have conversations these are usually 30 minute 30 minute episodes get in get out uh but it's a really dope thing because just like much like we'd like to binge watch particular whole seasons of particular tv shows you can go back into the archives of the page turners and pick a book and binge a whole book where not only will you get me reading the book but you'll also get my commentary but more importantly one of the big things about page turners is this is not just an online platform my goal is for me to buy a ton of books load them up in the back of my truck pull up to a block in the hood put a table out turn some music on and just literally hand out books because I believe that within books are lessons and tools for us to navigate this wicked cold ass world so stop through with the page turners man excited to be a part of the in the black family let's get it no doubt man and we really appreciate you taking the time and putting in the effort and actually joining the family so once again, once we get that rolling, you guys will be able to check it out here. Um, yeah, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Uh, the black box letter this week, someone sent me a an article oh, we got about. One. Okay. Yeah, this week someone sent me an article actually about because it actually ties to conversation that we had not too long ago about people or Americans not wanting to have sex any longer or seeing that the, the number of Americans having sex has <coughs> so Pew Research uh -oh. did another uh -oh. study you know how much I love my Pew Research you know I'm, I'm all about my statistics all about the numbers right they did a research study a polling is saying okay. Americans the number of Americans willing or wanting to have children is continuing to decline it has dropped as of now of 2021 seven percent this is a drastic in decrease from the five or so decrease from 2018 when they last did the study so according to pew research an increasing amount of americans are not only 
childless, but don't plan on having children in the future at all. This deep decline comes after six straight years of declining birth rate. 44% of non-parents ages 18 to 49. Now that's a big gap, but we'll take it with, with what they did. 18 to 49, it's not too likely or not at all likely that they will have children. This is an increase of 7% from where they polled in 2018. There was also an increase in the number of parents polled that they will also not be having any more children in the future. I thought that this was very interesting, not necessarily because this is stunning information, but I think it speaks to the culture in America. But before I get into my thoughts, what do you guys think? Does it give a breakdown by uh, any breakdown according to race and class by chance? It did not. However, it did specify or ask further down in the polling what the reasons were for these people not uh, for these people deciding not to have children or have any more children. Uh, the number um, between 18 and 40, mm. the highest percentage was, I think, 34, 35 percent said financial reasons was the yep. reason why they were not having children. OK. Mm. Um, and that number decreased slightly when you get over the age of 40 or whatever. So, so there's, there's that, but it didn't break it down by race though. Yeah. And I don't think, I think the data is, it lines up with data that I've read in other places. And the reason why I ask specifically about race and class, because there's data out there saying that white folks are not having babies nearly to the rate that they want had babies and there's been some outcry and some concern about them not only their unwilling to unwillingness to have babies but their inability to have babies was part of what they were talking about but i think it's not surprising that within you know black culture that people are not having babies particularly in that age range right i think that age range tends to be people who are starting to see and get an idea of the way the world works and seeing how difficult it is on an individual level to make it and not wanting to bring children into the world knowing on a base level the requirements and what it needs what a child needs i think there's some data out there that i wish i had offhand where it gives you an estimate of how much money you need to make per child uh like you need to be in a certain pay bracket and i think it's just literally it comes down to the fact that people are i don't think the people are selfish i don't think that's the reason i think people literally are in places where they realize that they cannot afford to give the child the life that a child deserves. So instead of trying to bring a child in and giving a child a, a half-ass sort of attempt or half-ass life or not the best life, it just won't do it. And honestly, I applaud that particular mm. perspective because I, don't, I, I think it's wonderful that you have that type of understanding that you're not in a place financially or maturity right or maturity wise that you can't 
that you don't want to. But then also the flip side of that is, I think the data would be interesting in to pull that same age range in that same class and racial bracket even to see how many people who don't have children desire to have children. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Crush, what about you, man? Well, um, you know, being, <clears throat> you know, being part of uh, a marriage that I recently celebrated uh, 14 years with, um, you know, this issue definitely, uh, you know, if you uh, follow the show for some time, uh, this is one that kind of definitely is kind of close to home. Um, you know, I, uh, I think, you know, the study does, um, you know, bring to light, I guess, in my mind, uh, an immediate reflection of, you know, the economic state of the world and how that has affected even um, our sense of legacy um, kind of puts it to the side in a sense and I can see what I can see what Elgin's saying that it is commendable to put the quality of life first um, you know when it comes to uh, the decision to have a child and uh, more often than not you know when uh, you're looking at the lower end of that age spectrum that sense of judgment isn't necessarily there. But you're starting to come into that sense of judgment when you are coming close to 40. And you realize that, you know, I would definitely, you, know, you look back on the life you had with your parents and whether it was good or bad, you know, if it was good, then you want to, re- then you want to duplicate that, of course, mm-hmm. or even mm-hmm. enhance it. If it was bad, you want to avoid it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't, when you decide to have a child and you want to, uh, give them the best, um, and that's pretty much the attitude. You know, my, you know, my wife and I have had. We, we're definitely at a point in our lives when uh, we could definitely have a child. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but there were other things in the way. You know, uh, things that I will, you know, that I, I had to own up to. You know, it was on me. I was, you know, I was you know, being, uh, being you know, selfish and slow about the shit. Um, but you know, I see other situations around me. Um, with women um, who can't have children, women who desire to have children, which is definitely an important, uh, huge, uh, important segment to consider. Because um, my uh, my wife actually told me about the two the, the the two sub the two subgroups in this group are the child free and the child less. Completely different groups. Completely different. Yeah. Completely different groups. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I would say I'm part of the child less. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I do, I did know couples that were content being child-free, you know? Um, and sometimes being child-free is something you have to accept, you know, even though you are childless, you know, because you are, because, you know, I can't lie, my wife and I have reaped the benefits of being child-free. I'm able to, you know, I'm able to do this, that, the third, you know. Okay, okay. And okay. the fourth, and the fifth, and the sixth. You know what I'm saying? Um, hey, <laughs> you know, it's all good. You, know? you see, um, this motherfucker's just rubbing the shit in now. He's, now he's <laughs> just, just bragging, but, but, but yeah, I mean that that, that study, I, I would say, you know, there are some, uh, there are some. You know, it, it, the first thing that pops in my mind is economics, you know, and then and the simple fact that you can sell your house right now, tomorrow for top dollar, but you can't get the house you want. At all, <laughs> for you know, for no matter for no matter how much, for no matter how big your deposit is right now, you know. So like, how are you going to give your child the house you want them to give them if you got to stay in the house that you're at for another five six years? You know, 
I mean, those, those are all kinds of variables that are that contribute to quality of life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You, you want to give your child the best quality of life. And I've heard people say, man, that they they can't imagine bringing a child into this world. That the current state of this world. I'm talking about these I'm, young, the culture. The, the, the culture yeah, is this is these are young these black kids. folks, man. I'm talking, you know, 19 to 25 age range who are just like, no, have you seen what the hell is going on out in this world? I would be a horrible person if I actually brought a child un- into this world underneath the current circumstances. And see, you bring a child in, and it's, it's the same year Trump comes back. Right? Great. Great. Perfect. Perfect. You, know, you got so perfect. many different variables. So I dig it. Yeah. I just think those, I always find those things fascinating because it does what it's supposed to do it opens up the pandora box for conversations like this no i think the reason why i wanted to why i wanted to have this conversation why i thought it was interesting is because it really made me take a step back and look culturally at where we are in america america for better or for well i'll say for worse is the worst place financially or economically to have kids out of any developed country in the world Mm -hmm. our rate of pay and economy is the lowest of any developed country and, and healthcare we don't just... offer any type of benefits to those parents once they mm. do there are these quote unquote neoliberals like Kristen cinema and joe manchin and the rest of these motherfuckers that are in congress that they're fighting to keep you from getting a family leave paycheck they're trying to discontinue joe biden's um in- uh, parent, uh, the check that your ch- uh, child tax credit that you're getting. They're trying to yeah. stop all of these things. Yet but, at the same time, the time the same they breath, want you. They want you to have with the, sen- have within kids, the same have, breath. You got politicians that are telling you that you have to have kids. Marco Rubio, who's a senator in Florida right now, said the the fixture. This I'm trying to quote him correctly. The fixture to America's economic problems is for Americans to have more kids. Now, let me ask you a question. How do you intend to have more children if you cannot afford more children? What do you think about it, though? That's you can't leave. No, 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 that's the trap. And the reason why I thought that this was the the, the, hits so close to home is because at the end of the day, in most and many circumstances, black people are at the bottom of that totem pole when it comes to economic and financial assistance. So that's the reason why it hit me so hard. It's like, okay, people want to have children. Many people, I think, still do want to have children. But when you're locked in this in this room and you can't escape it what do you want to do and then you have the same people they'll tell you go have children they won't give you the benefits they'll make sure you can't afford medicaid they take away family leave they do all these things and then you say okay well i want to have an abortion and i can't have a kid i didn't have this but but, but then again you know then it's like okay no you can't have an abortion and then i begin to wonder they they force you to have the kid and then they don't let you they don't help you to pay for the life but then i'm wondering but you're not pro-life after the life of the child that that's why i begin to wonder damn if you do damn if you don't that's why i begin to wonder who is it that they're asking to have children who is it do they need to have children the most we know who they are you know what I'm saying? That's why I'm like, I'm like, I don't think they give a fuck what happens to our children. They give a fuck what happens to the children of those rich. Well, they're not having, other... they're not having, and those kids aren't having kids. 
That's their problem. That's true. They're not having kids. Those rich kids, kids aren't having kids. That's their. But they're telling them, "Go have kids, you little brats." And they're like, "No, I don't care." The, the other component too or is also. Or oh, those rich kids are having are having are having children with uh with us little mud people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The other capacity too is when Mark Rubio and others are saying things like that, they're not saying it because they're so concerned about the state of America. They're really looking at creating new laborers, new workers. Exactly. He exactly. literally, he literally is spitting the most disgusting capitalistic rhetoric that one could ever yeah. expect. Yeah. He's you know what he sounds like? He sounds like a factory worker telling the Facts. factory workers that you need to work overtime to pump out more whatever so, particular product so we sprockets the, that we need so we can actually reap the benefits so the money from you your new labor class that's all it is so this is a so this is really a a macroeconomical human resource problem yeah literally this Literally. is a human resource issue. And guess what? HR sucks. Yeah, because they can't get their fucking HR anything. really sucks. You know that you need these benefits, healthcare and all this. This is a, a literally no, a human resource problem. Only literally rich, a only, human resource problem. Only upper only is the only certain class of people in America that can afford children. Like and that's just it's just, it is literally afford to have children. Even when you begin to think about the most basic components of having a child, we can talk about diapers. A case of diapers used to be ten, twelve dollars. A case of diapers now is anywhere from forty-five to sixty dollars. We ain't even gonna talk about childcare for one kid. That scares me. And then even talk about the quality of childcare, bro. Listen, listen say it, say it again. Man, I said, always I have, scared me. I have a homie when I I met uh one, when my brother in law got married, we went to Ghana and I met his wife's side of the family, and I became friends with her one of her cousins, and they live in Germany. Okay, so she's they're on their third child since we met them in 2019. They're on their third child. Each one Man, of those children, they've gotten both she and her husband have gotten six months paid leave from work. Six months paid leave from work. Talk less of America? the time that why, she had off prior to. They gave, I, I don't think I'm going to have kid After she has the child, after you have the kid, talk less of the couple of months or whatever it is that they give you before you have the child. So almost a full year worth of time that they give you just to be like, <laughs> go ahead and take care of your family, your child, your baby. Get that done. In Denmark, they go crazy. over that. In Denmark, they, they do all that. of that. They take, I think it's like a year worth of child yeah, care. Yeah. When you leave the hospital, they give you at a, a quote unquote goodie bag, for lack of a better description, mm -hmm. that lasts for at least three months. When you leave the hospital after having kids, that's including I've, diapers, formula, clothes. I remember reading a story they about the wife on, they slapped the mother on the ass and send her out of the hospital here in the United States. I remember so reading a story. I remember reading a story about this because a company, a company, I think it was in Denmark, that was saying, "Well, what 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 does the company do when a worker is gone for a year?" Like, oh well, the work is distributed, and the workers that are related to her position were taking on the taking on her her duties. Guess what? Guess what? 
everyone gets a bump. No, not here. Not here, bro. Don't even. Everyone gets a bump <laughs> right, for the worker that's missing <laughs> for a year. No, it's not. I mean, granted, those guys know it's not easy, especially when they, especially when you're dealing with somebody who's been there for like five or six years. I mean, no, when, I, when they're, when they're yeah, it's still hard, but it's a little easier when they get a little extra money from when that person's gone. So I'm like, what? But then, but, I don't but think I'm gonna have to kiss you. Type of, but, this, like I said, and it, it boils right back down to our community, right? How do we effectively, how are we effectively able to do this? I don't know. Because at the end of the day, when, you, when you're suffering the difficulties of rearing and raising a child, and the society at large does not assist you in having the child, but it's quote-unquote forcing you to have the child, because we see what they're doing in Texas with this abortion law, they're forcing you to have the child then it begins to rear up other problems i told you it cost me and my wife 500 a week per child to send them to daycare 500 a week you're not sending them to lip there's no more grandmas anymore nope. not because we don't have grandmas but because grandma's got a side gig because she can't afford to stay in her house grandma got she's she's grandma's still working she's got a side job she's driving uber now she can't watch the kids so what do you how do you how does that all and then you'll say you'll see it in when you start seeing these children get older when there's a lack of parental guidance in the household and there's truancy in the schools or the kids are malnourished may god rest his soul that's one of the things i loved so much about my father-in-law before his passing he worked for child protective services and he used to tell us the horror stories and he would say some most of these parents aren't bad parents they're just in <laughs> shitty situations where the father, the mother working three jobs to pay yeah, the yeah, rent and yeah. put food in their stomachs and clothes on their back and the kids are just left by themselves. Yeah. But you think about that in our community, particularly predominantly black communities, the reason why we have such decay and crime is because of what? Because we have such high rates of poverty. People are literally doing whatever they possibly can to survive. So grandma can't afford to sit back and watch General Hospital all day while little Ray Ray runs around. Grandma has to get a side gig. She has to deliver Uber. She's doing all this. She's selling plates out the kitchen now. Why? Because she don't have medical insurance. Well, because they're cutting her social security. Because they're cutting her social security. So... So she's telling what? She's telling her kids, listen, don't bring no damn babies up in this house. If you bring a baby up in here, you better be ready to take care of it. And not only right. take care of it, but to be able to provide for it. So I'm yep. constantly telling young folks, listen, man, hey, being a parent ain't for the weak or the broke. No listen, don't do it if you cannot afford it. It's just trying to be real with him because it's 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 incredibly it's rough. It's rough. difficult i don't know how me and my wife made it through man we were both making chump change at the time i swear to god i don't know how we made it through man it's rough, all right man. we about to jump into it uh crush why don't you go next and talk, tell us about barbados man man yes the news broke recently that barbados has cut ties with king elizabeth ii and has become a has become a republic um, yes, almost 400 years after the first English ship has arrived on its shores, uh, the former British colony of Barbados is now a republic. Uh, 
Caribbean nation removed Queen Elizabeth II as its head of state in a grand ceremony uh, last Monday, uh, breaking its ties with the royal family and with it one of the last, one of the island's last remaining imperial bonds to the United Kingdom. And the event itself was held about 55 years to the day since Barbados gained full independence. Um, but it actually kept, kept the monarch in a ceremonial role. Um, I found it, you know, you know, I was, uh, it was, it was, some, it was the news kind of came at me suddenly. I'll, I'll admit, I was, I was, I was very excited and surprised. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, of course, as I read in deeper into the story, I see some other details um, going on. The fact that Barbados will still be part of the Commonwealth, uh, that culturally, at least from the old generation, there are there are no hard feelings towards Britain um, uh, as a country or to the Queen itself. Um, so while I uh, and I did uh, I did read up on some of the disappointment, sense of disappointment there, with how rushed uh, this uh, this uh, procedure seemed to have occurred, without any uh, public input. Um, so um, you know, it does. Uh, while I'm happy for the country, I am uh, I'm still keeping a skeptical eye in the future as to what this will really mean for Barbados. I'm hoping that it's a, a domino effect for the rest of the Caribbean. Um, because Jamaica is still under the purview of Queen Elizabeth II. Canada is still under the purview of Queen Elizabeth, uh, of Queen Elizabeth II, for example. Um, so, um, you know, I, uh, as a, uh, even though I'm definitely American born, my ties are to, you know, to colonized nations. Um, and I have uh, seen the effects of those colonized nations on my parents, on my, on their generation. Um, so I'm very proud to see this day. Um, even though I might take it with a caveat or two. Um, and of course, shout outs to the Rihanna uh, for becoming the de facto queen of Barbados. Uh, <laughs> and therefore might become the queen of the Caribbean. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, I, I would love to hear what you gentlemen are thinking have to say um, and see if there's any other points of view here I may be missing in terms of the truth of the matter uh, for this uh, for this republic um, in 2021, 2021. Go ahead, Al. I, um, hold on, I'm trying to, to get out of my mind those the last pictures of Rihanna that she posted on IG here the past couple of days ago. So I'm trying to get my focus back here just a moment. Now, Mrs. Bailey will not be watching this podcast. <laughs> if she don't know, now you know. <laughs> Out of nowhere, frying pan comes out of But you know what? That's just it's certain things that you just can't argue with. Like you can't really be mad at that. Like how you gonna get mad at me for looking at Rihanna? Like, like. I mean, is this what we're going to have the conversation about? Is this this what we're doing? That's what you want to be mad at? We don't want to argue about this here. Not my socks all over the floor, but but me looking at Rihanna on IG. Really? But anyway, I think it's it's phenomenal, man. I think I love to see predominantly black spaces give <laughs> imperialists and, and European countries that have done them dirty for generations the finger. I think this is phenomenal, man. I, I mean, I love it. 
I it makes my black ass heart smile to see <laughs> us give these folks the finger in this capacity and stand up and and say hey enough is enough for all that you and your ancestors have done to us and our people i I think it's a phenomenal display of self-determination i think it's great now i don't know enough about the politics of you know the island for instance uh but what i do know is that some white folks got kicked out of black spaces for doing white people's shit for generations and i think that's phenomenal yes indeed man yes indeed okay october 1st 1960 is the independence day of nigeria the first colonized country in africa to gain its independence from the british uh from the british every nigerian whether regardless of where you were born where you are now knows that date and celebrates that date every single year i as just much like what uh phil has already said see the effects of what colonization and the remnants of whiteness has done to africa and it's not just from the economic standpoint from a cultural standpoint from understanding how now because of the brain drain that that africa and nigeria specifically is suffering from the country's going down into a deeper hole why because when the british left they left us with shit shit and thank i was going to get to that and it was all done on purpose one of my only gripes that I had with the ceremony, and it's a small gripe, but it's a big gripe. If you get mm, yeah, I seen a fucking they should not they they should have left that fucking prince of theirs. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, back yeah. Where no business was. being there. Where yeah. his no goofy being ass was. He had no left business his being ass there. Found and hammered it up for the camera. No reason why no. he should have been there. And then he gave that mealy mouth, white washed out fucking. Oh well, you know the history of the country and where we were and slavery. Bruh. I will always be friends of the Barbadian people. Nigga, go sit your goofy you ass get, down. You get the fuck I mean, it makes here. you wonder is, you know, is are, are moments like these going to make Britain really reassess itself? No, no, it's not. Plain Absolutely not. No. Full stop. Not, nope. not even a little bit. Because there, the there, same there. prince, this same Prince Charles, I want to make sure we're clear about this. Come on. Say, the same say Prince it. Charles is the same motherfucker that actually, because you know, for a long time we were talking about uh what's her name? What's the chick's name that just got they got married and they've been beefing his son, Harry and what's the huh? Harry and uh Megan Markle. Markle, thank you. Yeah, you know that they, were, they blew up right. because there was there were a lot yeah. of issues about yeah. race yeah. when yeah. this child was born. Sure. Come to find out, they did some research and they found they, they did some reporting. And Prince Charles is the goofy ass motherfucker was asking, okay, so He's what color one. is the baby going to come out yeah. when the baby's born? Yeah. He said so that he, he came yeah, he's the one that oh, yeah. reports he's the one. that they, they found yeah. out it was he was the one who said that he was the yeah. one that said that shit. I thought it was going to be the grandma for real, for real, not knowing it was his dad. So I can understand why the dude ran away and said, Fuck it, I don't want to be in the UK anymore. I'm gonna live in LA with my with my mixed baby and my black wife. And my mixed and he, wife. And, oh, I apologize. And my yeah, does she? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. I, Barely I, I, Jamaican. I, I paused because I don't know if I've officially heard I'm more Jamaican than she claim her blackness. That's why I paused for a second. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I agree. agree. I agree. Yeah, well, I'm trying and to I'm not saying she has it or she has. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah, I have yeah, never yeah. heard her, especially because race has been a big issue 
of she never came out. She didn't do a Holly I've never heard say, her say one woman. way or another. So I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that shit alone. Now that we've yeah. gotten all the serious shit out of the way, can we once again go back to talking about Rihanna in that damn dress? Oh no, bro! I, I gave you five minutes. I'm I'm good. I, nope. Listen, I will my not God. double dip on that. No. The pr- who, who is it? The Prime Minister of Barbados or the Prince? Whoever that woman is. I'm married to a decent woman. That was the simplest job she could have ever done. She knocked it out the park too. She would have been a fool not to make Rihanna the glorified honored one of Barbados. You <laughs> tell me, are you crazy? Oh my god! <laughs> and you know what? You know what messed me up this week, dog. I'm looking for a gift for my wife, and I oh sign god, up for. This is going I'm down the wrong for, direction. Shut the hell, shut the hell up! Yeah, and I go down searching. I'm looking for a gift. And, for shut up! I'm trying to give you some some stuff here. So I go looking at Fenty, her Fenty stuff or whatever. And what do I see? Her IG picture shows up, and she got pajamas with the ass out like Prince. And these are on these are available on Fenty, but they use her as the model. They use with her the, pajamas with the ass out, and I was like, yeah. "What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is a Rihanna whole, trying to do to me? What a is whole she trying bunch to do to of me? women who don't have Rihanna's frame have gotten trying to buy them their PJs because their man looked at that picture too long and said." I, I, I just got to have the pajamas at least. I can't have Rihanna. Yeah, because you know, going to make sure that on his next TikTok that he requests for Lizzo to get those pajamas. No, oh, Lord. Don't do that. Don't have me talk about Lizzo. Bro. Don't do that. Well, I don't want to be in here fat shaming. I, I, I'm no, 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 we're, not going to do we're, it. We are not. We are not fat shaming because as a, as a big man, I understand that sometimes clothes don't look the way they look on other people. But that's life. That's how it works. I will say this. There is a mountain climber for every mountain. And that is is not my mountain, bro. That's Nope. You know, this is... But hey, man. This is reason number 141 of why I hate you, nigga. I mean, I'm just saying. That's not your mountain? Was that a fat shaming joke there? No. Oh, you trying to say she's shaped like a mountain? You know what? We're gonna move on to the next subject. Uh L, please. <laughs> what else do we have on the dirty? Wow, this, is, this is the dude that was like, she's Kilimanjaro. I didn't say that shit. Kilimanjaro. <laughs> Elton, just go to the next. We're moving on. We're moving on, Elton. Before all the Lizzo, the Lizzo hive comes after us. Don't do this to us. We just got. I know one thing. Elton, the next topic, please. You better not oh, put hashtag oh, Lizzo. In this oh, damn promo for this dog one podcast, it's, it's done. It's done. You think <laughs> you think the Edo motherfuckers came after you? It's done. All the lizards. Oh, oh, oh god! <laughs> I hate oh, you so fucking much, man. Man, that's that, it. Bro. That's the thing. I didn't even. Say you understand? There's a movie called Killing Majaro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We are going to get canceled. <laughs> I've always wanted to hang out with Dave Chappelle anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we can move to Africa and shit, you know what I'm saying? If this is the way that I got to hang out with Dave, I mean, hey. Oh, this, my God. Is, this is your opportunity, my guy. All right, all right. Go, go but, hey, man, Composer. real quick. 
composed a ph- phenomenal book phenomenal book about africa colonialism and all that is mm-hmm. walter rodney's how europe underdeveloped africa phenomenal book will completely show and demonstrate just how fucked up europe has been in their dealings with black african spaces walter rodney how europe underdeveloped africa highly recommend it you'll love it so transitioning from mountains to walter rodney to music uh I, this this article hasn't gotten the type of attention that I thought it would. Uh, it was an article that I came across in a, a little-known uh, media outlet called Resident Advisor. And the title of the article, I think, is what grabbed me initially. Music is being used as a weapon. And I was like, damn. Initially, I thought it was one of those, you know, oh, my God, gangster rap type of articles then I began to read it and begin to get more and more angry. Uh, CEO Daniel Eck of Spotify, right, has given a hundred million dollar investment to an artificial intelligence defense tech company out of Germany. Uh, and even if I would have just simply said a rich white dude gave $100 million for artificial defense technology, that would have been enough of something that should have more fervor. But the fact that Spotify has this history of not taking care of the artists in the proper form of fashion, to see him become a, a war profiteer by giving a hundred million dollars to this company that is blatant openly about creating weapons. That's, that's what their, their whole business is literally. And I think the one thing that was fascinating before I give it to you guys was last month, Spotify marked 172 million subscribers Right. And if you're a subscriber of Spotify, that means you are typically someone who is a paid subscriber. I'm not even going to try to do the math. I think Spotify subscription for one person individually is twelve dollars, one hundred and seventy two million, twelve dollars. Right. Last year, they marked a 19 percent year on year or growth, meaning that the past couple of years, 19 percent growth. But even in quarter three, they had a 27% increase in revenue. So this man is not lacking money. The company is not struggling financially. So even him giving $100 million for this dude is a drop in a bucket. But not only is he using this money to invest in this artificial intelligence defense weapons company, is that so many of the artists on this platform, again, can't even count how much a stream is worth. Like they can't give you the actual amount. So they can say, yeah, my album stream is the highest streamed. I mean, I think Adele's record was the highest streamed of all time. She can't say, oh yeah, it was the highest stream. And I made X amount of dollars off that stream because there is no formula that dictates or explains 
how much a stream is worth. Like this dude is the epitome of, uh, to be honest, the epitome of a predatory capitalist. Like he literally, and this just goes back to our Mark Rubio conversation earlier, ties into that same thing. Again, this is the dangers of capitalism. You always have to have someone on the bottom in order for someone like Daniel Eck to be able to spend, to invest rather. Okay, because when I invest $100 million, that means what? I expect to double or triple my investment. So he's making all, he's made all that money off the backs of predominantly what? Predominantly poor plaque artists or just poor artists in general. Like he's made a huge platform. He's gobbled up Spotify, what last year bought up Anchor. The podcasting company that that is now it used to be a free service it still offers free service but now it's monetized they have been gobbling up everything to the point where he has been able to take a hundred million dollars and to invest in this war weapon making company i think it's some of the most evil shit that i've ever seen before in my life but it's really been under reported even though i'm starting to see more boycott spotify on trip on twitter i just think it's fascinating that it hasn't been a larger discussion about this behavior i'll give it to you that's that's true crush go ahead man yeah this is by far some of the most um blatantly uh evil shit i've seen in a while i mean uh to you know you're in the business of streaming. Um, so you decide. I'm, I'm just keeping it very, you're on, just on the ground. You're in this business of streaming based off the art and expression of hundreds of thousands of artists who decided to become a part of your Spotify artist program, of which, yes, I am a part. Um, I can tell you how much cats can expect from like for me to pay my mortgage, I would need about, I would need somewhere close to five to 700,000 streams to pay one month. One month. month. And I still might have to pay a few people in between, you know, um, you know, the, the, the whole, and the thing about the, the, the outcry, the, the problem is Spotify has become a public utility. Yep. It's in the background. It's in the background, you know, um, and it's not passive. And it's, you know, he, he, he might call it passive income, but it's not passive income um, because we're working our asses off to make it happen. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 disgusting. He's he's investing in technology that makes it far more efficient for other technology to kill hundreds of people at the same time. Yep. Very, you know, the way I ascertained that this technology does what does the work of five six men tactical teams. It takes them yes. a week or two weeks to do to plan and the, to do the plan the plan execute. This technology will do it in minutes as the drone is flying. 
as it's flying into the zone. The plan is being formulated and fed to the troops that quickly to, okay, send the missiles here and here and here. We win. We're done. And, you know, I don't, you know, this, this is a comp. I don't know why it seems complicated. It shouldn't be complicated, you know, because, you know, there are other options out there. I've read, I've read what the other artists are doing, but that, I think that's the problem. You know, a part of the problem is that you know, platforms like Spotify have devalued art. You know, art does exist. Art exists powerfully, actually, quite powerfully, yeah. actually. Yeah. And, yeah. And it, but, it, but, it's, it, but it's very isolated. It's very, and it's very stratified. And these artists are very much, you know, in a tug of war with Spotify, where like Rock, yeah. like Rock Marciano, for example, yep. who will drop his yep. album on his site, on his Shopify yep. account for three months. He, he watches the figures. Okay, I've made about 300,000. Put it on Spotify. Yep. yep. That's when he gives in to Spotify. Yeah, yeah. At one yeah. point, he's going to stop doing that shit. Cats like oh, Matt Hom Cats like yeah. Matt Hom well, the only reason why he does that shit is to get um, marketing, marketing data to know where to go marketing, tour. Like, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, so he knows where to go tour. That's all. Yep. That's all. But the problem <laughs> is Spotify doesn't disclose. Like you said, like you can't. there is no math figure about the stream. They don't disclose that shit because that math figure is between them and the tech companies. And the tech companies... Yep. Tech companies put a slap down with the big envy and say, you never ever, you never ever oh, gonna tell no. them how much this is. Because nah, guess what? Too. We're making it up as we go. Yeah. Yeah. As the you last remember, person to get paid is the songwriter. Yeah. I know this for a fact. You know how yeah, long it takes, you know, you know how often, you know, if I was signed to Universal and shit, like the average I'll get paid per month. See, that's the thing, like this whole life, this whole lifestyle that I'm trying to lead and shit. Yeah, it's, it's, uh -huh. it's very it's very disturbing to parents. Because mm -hmm. when you tell them, oh yeah, I might be getting, I might be getting paid twice a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah now, yeah, now yeah. put that in Spotify's hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and then and, and, and then and then and, and then now you know, ask me to you know add my morals to it. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be like you know how this is going to be reported, how this shakes out. Like I don't know, the, is the deal done with Daniel Eck and those guys? I guess the oh, investment. Yeah. I guess the deal's oh, yeah. done. Yeah, he's already dropped oh, yeah. the money. So yeah, the deal's done. So it's like, I mean, I oh, guess yeah. we'll see the. I guess we'll see the results of that when shit when shit gets crazy. Um, in some other country we don't need to be in. You know what I'm saying? But but it, it's gonna. I, I just I don't know. I just I I I, I guess. Up. Well, see, that's the thing. I can count on capitalism to at least make one of these other motherfuckers retaliate. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah, capitalism right, does. Yeah. Capitalism will 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 dig some empathy out of you to get some some market share of all these yeah. pissed off artists. Yeah, yeah. Because there will be some pissed off. See, all it's gonna take is one one major label artist to be like, you know what? I can't do this. I can't in my in my conscience, I can't do this. And Universal's gonna trip, and there's gonna be a lawsuit, and then and then the tour is gonna be, but I don't know who's gonna do that. Yeah, and I was trying to think of an artist that morally. I tell you, I tell you, would have done that. I tell you, would have done that if he was still alive. Two guys would have done it if they, if they were still alive. Prince oh. and Mike. Prince, oh, Mike yeah, would have said, yeah. Michael would have said, "Fuck Spotify," yeah. and Spotify would be like, "What? No, Michael Jackson? Are you crazy? Yeah. I, I want my money back. Give me, you know, give me, give me my shit." No, but there's no Michael. There's no Prince. There's no. 
There's no there's god no, of music no. to stop the shit no more. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Chris Brown ain't gonna stop the shit. Adele can't stop the shit. She's white. She like talking. Sorry, about I'm Go sorry. Ahead. I'm being, I'm being very emotional. <laughs> no, emotional. no. I listen, man. I think it is. I remember because I used to listen to the Joe Budden podcast all the time, man. Me too. And when he left, when he well, which time? Uh, so when he, but when he left Spotify, I remember some of the the rants that he went on talking about Spotify. And he was really talking about streams and ownership and all this type of stuff. And I was just like, man, I. Of course, I'm never in that sort of financial frame mindset that he was in, but I really found it fascinating. And then to see what this ex dude is doing now, I'm just really interested to see how this ends up paying out. Or because this actually the sale took place November 9th, the deal was done. It's almost a full month later, and it's just now making its rounds well not even really just beginning to make its rounds in the u.s media i'm really interested to see how it plays out yeah me too, me too. i mean they're, 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 definitely, have... they're definitely some artists with ties internationally mm-hmm. and to certain conflicts in their culture they're going to be asked this question I mean, they already already in the article. They're already being asked this question. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some artists you are know? really and and and, 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 and and like I don't know who I don't know which platform is going to make a statement first because mm-hmm. I know I know which ones get spicy and which don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I hope certain guys get spicy because they will have the whole community behind them if they decide to get spicy. But then again, I don't know who their real parent company is. So we'll yeah, see. He's not, they're not going to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I don't know who Bandcamp's parent company really is. So I don't know yeah. if they'll get as spicy as they've been in the past. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But, you know, capitalism titles, is a motherfucker. Capitalism titles is a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always find it interesting when we have conversations like this, we know that what <clears throat> we know that what Eck has done, at least for many of us, we believe it's disgusting. Primarily yeah, because sure. what yeah. he's going to be doing is ultimately going to be affecting poor black and brown people in countries that he would never step foot in. Yeah. Yeah. But when we start talking about the boycotts, that's Mm. where it becomes interesting to me. Because then I say you have to ask the question to what end? Like what what is the end goal that you're trying to get from this boycott? Not that folks shouldn't boycott. This is America. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. We're not saying that at all. Yeah. Not that you can't boycott. But what is the end goal that you're trying to get from him by boycotting title? And are you willing not title, to take Spotify. that same? Excuse me. I, excuse me. Don't don't have Jay Z coming after me. Yes. No, he don't own uh, it. Jay Z don't own it anymore. So don't even worry about it. He doesn't own title. Okay, anymore. never mind then. Fuck that. Yeah, don't so, worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're going to get by boycotting Spotify? And are you also willing to put that same type of energy into other things? Because if you're willing to boycott Spotify because Eck is making this investment in this company, are you also willing to boycott Coca-Cola for its ties to Lockheed Martin and the drones no. that they fly over these Middle Eastern countries and bombing these brown kids there? So, no. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying that what he's doing is correct. 
I just want to understand. I want to know what the blueprint is, what the formula yeah. is. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it can make sense so that we can try and replicate it later on down the road. You get what I'm saying? I think you, I think you bring up a fascinating point, too, about Lockheed Martin and some of those defense companies and contracts that are right here in America that employ predominantly... So it's it it does get tricky and fascinating, but I think when you have someone like Eck, who what he did was a, a brilliant business move. I mean, you he's invest. Gonna get, he's going to get a huge return on it. You're going to get a huge return oh, okay. on it. You return Eddie. in a, you invest in a company, a non-U.S. based company. So you have that going. It was a brilliant Man. business move. So it's it doesn't affect the bottom line of any of the artists on Spotify. So exactly. we're expecting any of the artists to have some sort of moral high ground. My question is going to be very similar to yours. Oh, like we waiting for Eck to spend money on a defense company. To, to get upset, but we ain't going to look at some of the other egregious shit that some of these record labels on. and companies yep. are going to it do. It keeps going on, yep. yep. Like, I, I, I dig it, and again, I think people should boycott whatever the hell they want to boycott. It's not to say that you shouldn't. It's just really to unpack. So when you boycott, is it to get him to pull his $100 million investment back? His money, that's Spotify's money, too. So exactly. let's make sure that's clear. And which at this point in time would be illegal for him to do because he would be breaking a binding Some sort contract. Of contract. Yep. So he, he can't do that. What would what would you desire him to do? Or are you calling for people just to cancel their subscription with Spotify? Which to me is completely different than boycotting. Boycotting, right. I'm looking for some sort of response. Me cancel it. I'm just cancel it because I don't I mean, like the slime shit that you do. So Right. I mean, if 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 people, you know, if be people make a specific goal to take back at nineteen percent growth, That's that, that, that 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 would make me pretty fucking mad as an exec. I'd be like, "Yo, they're taking back the growth." Yeah, yeah. Like, like, what, what the fuck are you gonna do? Yeah. But you see this consistency. You know like, but but I mean, I'm I'm asking for a pie in the sky type yeah, shit. Yeah. You know but saying? you see this consistently when it comes to companies who are involved in immoral and unethical behavior or someone that works for them is involved for Im involved in immoral, unethical behavior. The, the, the white chick who accused the brother of rape, wrote the book, had the had the movie out here that she he just got released from prison because she lied and she wrote oh, yeah they're, they're they're about to go production they had to cancel the whole thing but listen they had to drop the whole made, deal she's Hold made on. millions of what dollars off of this oh that's all that shit too I'll pull it up I mean right she now. made money off the book Netflix was yeah. about to do the movie Netflix uh, was about to do the movie name. but then yeah. a Netflix producer a Netflix producer that was doing research he stopped he was like wait a minute something's not Something's off here. So he, yeah, so he contacted the authorities. Right contacted the authorities and contacted the attorney and said, hey, something's not adding up here. And then the whole yeah. shit blew up. The whole yep. shit blew up. Uh, author Alice Sybil apologized mm -hmm. to a man wrongly convicted of raping her. Yeah. 
the, the story goes where she was, and this is not to make light of, she was sexually assaulted. So what the police did, the police had her do a little sketch or whatever. They went out on the street and randomly people off the street in for a lineup, right? Pulled him up. And when she went in for the lineup, she picked him. She picked him and he spent years in prison. And it just came out the fact that you know, he wasn't the one who did it. And she, when he got released, she admitted that she lied. But in the process of all of this, she wrote, she wrote books. She wrote a bestseller book. She had a movie based off of this incident, off of this lie. So the reason why I mention it is because the, the publishing company of her book has said they are not going to pull the books off the shelf. What they're asking her to do, asking her to do, is to, to write a forward that they can put in the to revive a, a revised. Now, see, this is one of those instances, right, where there is some boycotting power. There is some boycotting power where black folks can actually boycott this particular publisher's. Simon & Schuster. Simon & Schuster is one of the biggest pu book publishing companies in the world. If Black folks decided to boycott that, that has the potential of having a huge impact. Yeah, Because literally, what she should be doing is she should be taking every dollar, every cent that she's made off of this lie and giving it to this brother. Facts. Every single penny that she's made, and all she's offered was some white tears and, and an apology. apology. Not a dollar. Not a dollar. You hear what I'm saying? Typical. They just always got to do the right thing. So, in the company, the company found out about it, and the company came out and made a statement and said, "We're following her lead on this. Shut We're asking up. her to revise." this story they didn't come out and say oh my god a horrible tragedy we're pulling this book and we're severing ties with this author and they didn't take any of those steps but the pro the point that i'm making is i'm not angry that they're not making those steps because what they're doing is consistent of a capitalistic monster but we the people in this particular situation have the power have the to do something to actually do a boycott that would it. be wildly successful I and it would it. change the lives of so many black independent publishers and writers who struggle to get their materials sold by these monsters <laughs> but i haven't heard i i listen i mean i you just bringing it to my attention now, and I appreciate it, man. Like no bullshit. Oh, bro, it's a horrible, horrendous story, bro. I need you to send me that article once we once we horrible, wrap up. horrendous story. Send me that article once we wrap up. All right, right about now is the time when we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom for you to take with yourself into the week. Crush, what's up, man? What's up, everybody? Um, I just want to send a shout out to my uh, my Fibian brothers, uh, Khalil and Shaka Ashram. We had a very successful premiere. 
of our uh, mini documentary uh, called Fresh Convos and Oral History on DV, uh, DMV Hip Hop and uh, DC Hip Hop, I'm sorry. Um, we plan to make the film available very soon um, on our different platforms. And uh, we'll, we'll be having screenings in DC, Maryland, and hopefully Virginia um, at the top of the year. Good to go, no doubt. L, what's up? Hey, man, I really ain't got shit. Uh, happy to be back, happy to be talking to the people. Uh, you know, missed having these conversations. Looking forward to continuing to have lively, fun discussions about shit that's affecting the world and predominantly black folks. Uh, and as always, be careful out there, man. Uh, shit is crazy. Philadelphia has broken the homicide record that we've had for gun violence. What? Uh, we've, yeah. Uh, 500 homicides this year by gun violence. Gun violence uh, is it's an explosion. ravaging our communities, man. Uh, it's and an explosion. I, I just don't know what we can. I mean, I have some ideas on what we can do about it. But anyway, more importantly, just be safe out there, man. Shit is crazy. Yeah, no bullshit. Uh, what's up for me this week? Actually, it's a recent incident, and I apologize. I just saw it come across my feed maybe about an hour or two ago. Tucson, Arizona police are at it again. If you recognize, if you realize anything about Tucson, Arizona, that's some motherfuckers. They this is this is this is their mo, and this time it's actually affecting a white person. So I mean, what? if they don't care about white people, I, what do you think they? <laughs> what happened? A month ago, a man in a wheelchair in a mall yep. allegedly stole something from a Walmart. So one of the loss prevention folks at the Walmart followed the dude, said that he stole something. The guy and him got into a dispute, and then he ended up leaving the, the Walmart. In the process of leaving the Walmart, the police were called and the police came and tried to detain him. This is a man in a wheelchair, literally in, in a wheelchair. wheelchair, in a motorized wheelchair. It's not like he's like pushing himself around. He's literally like he can't move. And he's in this wheelchair and he does not stop. It's not like he's moving at 30 miles an hour. He's riding his wheelchair at like a mile an hour, not stopping for the police after they asked him to stop and not go anywhere. And Arizona police... I don't know the officer's name, and it'll, it'll be up when we do the posting. Shot this man nine times in the back. What? In his wheelchair. Shot him nine in times back. in the back. A man in the, in the wheelchair in his back? In his back, because he did not stop when he asked him. In his stop. back. Bro. A man in a wheelchair? Yo, in nine his times back. in his back. Yo. In his yo, back. Yo. We're not stopping. When he was asked to stop nine times, the I know that we try as much as possible not to indulge in some of these videos because tragedy porn is it becomes a cycle, and we don't want to we don't want to spread that type of trauma. But watching the video made my stomach hurt. It was hard not to get emotional watching that video because the guy was so callous and so, and it, it seemed so nonchalant about literally throwing these slugs in this person's back and then just be like, 
yeah. part of your training told you it. to pull a gun on a disabled man. What yeah, part of your training for, for alleged for uh, I want to make sure we're alleged clear for what? allegedly stealing from a Walmart. Allegedly stealing. Allegedly stealing. And it wasn't anything large. It wasn't a large quantity. What could he carry? He was in a wheelchair. What a so candy bar? That's that's my whole thing, man. It's like we, we have these conversations all the time about the body cameras and all this other stuff, but policy eats culture eats policy up every single day because the culture of the police has already told him in some form or fashion because you know the police officer excuse me the chief of police for tucson came out almost immediately Mm. and was like yeah this is not part of our training i'm very disappointed and blah 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 but at the same time there's there's some reason why this dude felt it he was comfortable enough to shoot a man in a wheelchair nine he, times in his back for allegedly I, stealing something. If he, if he talks about, I felt unsafe, I need every brother in Arizona to, to deliver the. Hmm. Like yeah. I said, man. If he saw, he's going to scream, I felt unsafe. If you watch, and you know what's funny, it was none of it was the. No, I won't say that. One of the officers who was coming on site had body cam footage. This dude did not have his body camera on. The shooting officer did not. His, I won't say his partner, but there was a, a police officer running on site as his backup who caught it from hers. And then, luckily enough, because he wasn't shy, apparently they had been following him for like a minute or two, they stopped him in front of a Lowe's. And it was the video camera, security camera in front of the Lowe's that caught another angle. So it wasn't even an officer, his body camera being on or nothing like that. Anyway, and if you notice here lately, kinda... there's been a, a large uptake of uh, police-induced propaganda within media highlighting that areas that called for defunding has had higher crime taking place. So they're putting this, this whole narrative out. This narrative that is not with any facts or data behind it is cultivating it and the reason why it's being cultivated because you got to remember there are literally six corporations in this country that owns over 98 percent of the media in this country six corporations and the one of the number one donors to these corporations are police unions that's the reason why you have folks like the Fraternal Order of Police and the Union and Police, uh, the Union, the New York Police Department's Union, that when they started talking about cutting their budget, how they said they just weren't going to do any work. Yep, literally. So it's like, okay, well, we're just that. not going to do our job. Yeah. To show you the effects of police yeah. not doing their job. At what place do you know that you could get away with that? That you could tell your boss, your boss would tell you, hey, we're going to need to give you more hours or we're going to cut your pay or whatever. And you're just like, all right, I'm going to stay, but I'm not going to do my job and them not fire you. And they not fire you. It's crazy out here, man. It is. It is. Crush, where can people find you if they want to find you, man? You can catch me on uh, Instagram as usual, SP Methods. 
or check me out at my crew's uh, Instagram page at Amphibians, A-M-P-H-B-N-S, or our website, Amphibians.com, A-M-P-H-B-N-S.com. We have a new single dropping December 10th called Grand Scheme. Oh, where can people find you if they want to find you, man? And I'm everywhere. Uh, but primarily, I spend most of my time uh, hanging out on Twitter these days. I'm really ain't feeling Zuckerberg's Facebook bullshit. So the metaverse uh, is gonna scoop you in, man. I'm telling you. No, the metaverse. Uh, so at Elgin Bailey everywhere. So uh, come through. Don't be scared. Yeah, Your mama come through. So you can come through too. <laughs> that and the Lizzo comment are gonna get us thrown off every fucking streaming platform. Chill, <laughs> Zaro. I really didn't say anything about Lizzo. Lizzo. You, you said it. You said you said Lizzo, Kilimanjaro. There's a movie. Oh and anyway, God. I'm Big O. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at mr underscore. It's Mr. Damn. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Were you saying Mr. Lizzo? He's still on vacation. Yeah, <laughs> or, or you can find me at Barbados the next time Brianna shows up. <laughs> and she got the pajamas with the butt cheeks out. Man, she better <laughs> drop that new that new music, man. I'm just I'm just saying, I know if I if I show up in Barbados when she show up with the pajamas and the butt cheeks out, I, I, you, know, <laughs> you know my wife. Oh, man. E- either I'm not coming back or my wife is going to murder me. One of the one of the two. Is All of us are but currently you- looking for an Airbnb to stay in tonight. As I click and clack here, looking for, for when my, this episode drops. <laughs> but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MR underscore the black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to keep with us and we really appreciate it make sure you follow us across social media at in the black pdcst on facebook twitter and on instagram also come over to our youtube and to our streaming platforms you're going to see us you're going to hopefully see some more of the page turners and hopefully some other content as well so make sure you keep an eye open for that but as always until next time informed intelligent in the black, in the black. peace Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. Word. Bretrix, what up? I done bred a black up here, Bretrix, listen. Uh. In the black podcast, like your lad, it's all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash, you switch fast. If you ain't raw, then you're whack. Informed, intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate, this is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence, rest of them are excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up here, bro, man, a specialist. Know what the podcast brought just y'all mess with this. Like, said they my cheat, who no do it so effortless. I listen them, I learn when them listen them, I benefit. Reporting, covering events, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, a scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not fused without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house or your tenement, listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with melanin, power that's so acetylene. Bright in the stars, bringing some light back to the desolate. Yeah. In the black podcast, and your lad is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, the panther pull up and watch black up in your chat, Mickey on flap. In the black podcast, and your lad is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, we outlast. The whole of them can, none of them no contrast. Yeah.